On this special mini-sode of Tangential Terrors, we're going to explore a movie that caused me, and I'm sure countless others, years of psychological trauma. We are covering arachnophobia. The girls who cried be horror. Hi everybody. As per usual, it is me, Anya. And I'm Alex. Welcome to our mini-sode of The Girls Who Cried Be Horror, um, stemming off of our Eight-Legged Freaks episode that if you haven't listened to, you should go check out because I'm a stan for those freaks. Speaking of, I just got a uh, little notification on my phone that ScarJo just had a baby. Did she? Yeah. With, what's his name? Yeah. I can't even Colin think of his Jost. name. Colin Jost. Yeah. Um, good for them, I guess. Um, but... Anyways, to keep on track so we don't, you know, run over on this mini-sode as we tend to do quite often. Um, Yes, we were talking about Frank Marshall's 1990 film Arachnophobia, which obviously I kept misnaming Eight-Legged Freaks time and time again. Um, So this time when I say Arachnophobia, I do in fact mean it. Um, But yeah, I mean, this movie I think was necessary to talk about because obviously it was a predecessor to Eight-Legged Freaks. I don't know necessarily that Eight-Legged Freaks per se took any direct inspiration from it other than the fact that I guess both movies are obviously inspired by original giant spider movies. Um, But I think whereas Eight-Legged Freaks was more inspired by, as you were talking about last time, like movies like Them with the giant ants and shit like that, where like the, the horror I think came largely from like mutant sized creatures um mm-hmm. this one comes from essentially a normal creature but like given some accelerated i guess power of some kind it strikes me more as like taking inspiration from something like jaws well yeah i mean they're, they're both this was a spielberg produced film wasn't it yes because frank marshall was second ad on many of Spielberg's films, um, including the original Indiana Jones trilogy, in which he worked with, oh God, you're, it's going to fuck me up trying to remember, Temple of Doom, he worked with all the bugs in Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, in Raiders, I think, Raiders of the Lost Ark, he worked with a bunch of snakes. Mm-hmm. And then in Last Crusade, he worked with a bunch of rats. Mm. So he was always, like, in a lot of films that they worked on with Spielberg or without, he was always, like, knew how to film, essentially, with animals, with creatures, which is why he was kind of, like, the perfect man to film Arachnophobia, which I think is really interesting. I mean, there's definitely, like, a Spielbergian element to this film when you watch it. You can definitely feel it. Mm. In the kind of, like, small town family it's like wholesome and it's like fun but it still can bring that element of scare at the same time very Spielbergian um but I think the element that makes it Frank Marshall is the ability to capture whether you like spiders or not some incredible shit I think with real spiders on the screen Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I think this movie definitely is a much more straightforward kind of like creature feature than Eight-Legged Freaks, which is definitely leans into the camp and the humor of it. There's definitely humor in arachnophobia, but it's way more of like a creepy, crawly, genuinely scary at times movie. Um, that mm-hmm. makes me itchy. Very itchy. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I know this must have not been your first time watching arachnophobia. I know it's not. Well, was, was the first time with me? Yeah, I don't know why you're like, no. I, I imagine you've seen it. I saw it with you, bitch. When did we watch it? Was it when you were at my house? No. Um, first time I ever... I didn't even really know. I knew of arachnophobia because it's one of, like, Evan's... My friend Evan's, like, least favorite movies because he's terrified of spiders. And it's like, he hates mm-hmm. it. He'll never watch arachnophobia. He used to always talk about it. We'd always joke that we're like, we're going to put arachnophobia on. You're going to have to watch it. But I'd never seen it. And then uh, it was our first real hang as friends other than, like, when we went to the movies together because I very awkwardly was like hey do you want to come to my apartment and watch movies with me and you were like yeah and then you came over and we watched arachnophobia and i think we watched something else but i can't remember what else we did but i know we watched arachnophobia that night because i thought the first time was fear or was that a different time you know what we watched fear and arachnophobia that's what it was 
You wow, what one, a fucking one. nuts double feature. Yeah, we watched Arachnophobia first. Holy shit. And then I was like, mm, you want to watch Fear? And you were like, okay. And then I was like, the dog doesn't die. Just kidding. Yeah, one of the pivotal moments in me and Alex's friendship very early on was when we, I remember this, obviously, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but we watched Fear. I'd never seen it. She had seen it. The iconic Mark Wahlberg uh, movie where he fingers Reese, with Reese Witherspoon, right? Yeah. On the roller coaster to Wild Horses. Um, mm-hmm. There's a scene near the end when Marky Mark has gone off the deep end, so if you don't want to spoiler, stop listening. And mm-hmm. her dog is outside. He's outside the house. And I remember turning to Alex and like, oh my God, like he's fucking crazy. I was like, oh my God, he's going to kill the dog. She's like, no. And Alex, obviously, as you guys know, like is very big about animals dying on screen. Kids, go for it. Animals don't even fucking bother. So I was like, this bitch will let me know if like the dog dies. And I was like, oh my God, girl. Like, is he going to kill the dog? She's like, no. No, he doesn't kill it. Like, full sincerity. Not <laughs> but a two seconds later, what comes through rolling through the doggy door on the screen? The severed dog's head. I remember, I was like, Alex, what the <laughs> she? Oh, I forgot. Blah, blah. The severed dog hit through the doggy door. This bitch just forgot casually Listen, that that happens. At that point, I had not seen fear in a while. And I was like, I don't remember the dog dying. And then the second it left my mouth, it, like, cut to the doggy door. And I remembered in, like, an instant, like, that dog's head's going to roll through that. But it was too fast for me to say anything. And then I was like, oh, sorry. But, like, no, I am classic. I love to use doesthedogdie.com. I love to go on IMDb and look through that fucking parental shit because I will watch all the gore all day long. But if there's an animal, I need to know if it's going to die because I just, like, I can't do it. So the fact that, yeah, that was on me. Um, thank God you didn't abandon ship at that point. Specifically for me, I find it to be not, I mean, I also am not a fan particularly of seeing animals die on screen. And this is going to sound fucked up, and I don't mean it to sound fucked up. But, like, I honestly think because of this point, because so many movies do it, like, most people, their animals, their pets, their cats, or their dogs. And there's a lot of movies, especially horror movies, where part of the whole thing to add to the scare or the trauma of it is let's kill the beloved family pet the cat or the dog mm-hmm. sucks but I've almost become so used to it now that I'm like oh Jesus I just think it's lazy but the ones that it is lazy we've definitely had this conversation on here before mm-hmm. but for me specifically and I think it's because of the pets that I have personally owned when I see a bunny and a lot of times <laughs> it's not anyone's pet bunny it'll be like a random animal and it doesn't have to be a horror movie it could be like a normal like drama and it opens with like a scene of wild animals in the woods and like I don't know like a fucking mountain lion is chasing a rabbit I'm like turn this shit off right now I can't even see this I can't watch a little bunny die or like a squirrel I wish I had a pet squirrel I don't but they are my favorite animals but yeah so the fear thing was more so like wow day one and I can't trust this bitch yeah but we did watch arachnophobia as well which was great um so I had seen it that one time with you um and I rewatched it a few days ago so that we could talk about it and I will say I preferred it on the second viewing I gave it a little bit of a higher rating on my letterboxd um just because it is such a straightforward movie and I feel like when I'm going into a movie about like killer bugs or something I'm expecting it to be campy and so I think I went into it initially with the wrong kind of expectations for it um, and this time around, I kind of knew what it was going to be. I knew it was going to have the humor moments with, like, John Goodman and, you know, all the fucking creepy little spiders going into, like, slippers and lampshades. But I it, I also got to appreciate the, like, scope of it with how many spiders they had on set. And, like, it's very similar to, like, the creep show, um, ep- not episode, this creep show segment with the cockroaches. It reminds me a lot of the craft um especially when they like come out of a sink and oh stuff. yeah fuck um, so like i think it, it's a very well-rounded film because it does have moments of like genuinely creepy awful things to look at but some humor some characters i can root for some small town drama i do love the small town drama so i mean i enjoy it i think it's a good time i don't think i'm not gonna say i like it like it freaks more because i don't but i can't really compare them i think that they bring two different things to the table and i would like to have them both it's a great double feature. They're both doing horror comedy, but they're both doing it in different ways. I think arachnophobia is a horror. It's more horror than comedy, and it like it produces more comedy than horror. If that makes sense. Yes, and I also think. I mean, it came out in 1990, but I feel like Eight Legged Freaks was very much still doing the which is something I love so much there's so many movies from this canon I guess that I would say that I love it the classic 1980s 
horror comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like, not necessarily B-horror horror mm-hmm. comedy, but like your bigger budget. Like, I think of shit like, uh, like The Burbs, or even like, I wouldn't even know, I don't really know the budget off the hand of Fright Night, but Fright Night obviously is a bigger movie. Like, Fright Night, where it is like, there's a whole story, they are very focused on the scares, but like, there is also clear attention to the comedy as well. Like, I don't really know how to describe it, but if anyone, you know what I'm talking about, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, it leans more that way, where, yeah, Eight-Legged Freaks is much more, like, the 2000s already. It's just, like, a whole other beast. And then, yeah, very, very camp. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't call arachnophobia camp. I would absolutely call Eight-Legged Freaks camp. Yeah. 100%. Um, but it's so funny you brought up the craft, because I always forget about that se- that sequence at the end, which I don't know why, because every time I watch the craft, I mean, I love the craft, I'm always like, oh my god, what, a, like, you know, way high up on a list of movies that I would, like, love to have, like, been in, right? Like, it's just so cool, and, like, these fucking bad bitches, these bad witches, mm-hmm. but then I always think when that scene comes on, I'm like, never mind. I wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't be able to fucking shoot yeah. this movie on the set. Not even because of the snakes. Snakes do not bother me. They do not bother me. Um, I've, like, sat with big fucking whatever the fuck, like, I don't know, they're pythons, whatever the fuck, on my shoulders. No problem. Love it. It's the bugs. That's always what gets me is the bugs. I'm like, no! No, 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 no. Um, but, yeah, it's so funny that I forgot, first of all, that I introduced you to arachnophobia, but it tracks. Um, but it's so funny that you came into it when you came into it, and I have been suffering by the hands of this film for so many years. I say suffering, but I love this. It's one of those things, I feel like we talked about it to a degree maybe on the Eight Legged Freaks episode. I think we did, yeah. Where it's like those things where it's like you know that it's like gonna like traumatize you, but there's like this sick need to like keep doing it. Like this masochistic tendency where, oh my god, arachnophobia was 100% it. Because after rewatching this again, after obviously recently watching Eight Legged Freaks and being like, yeah, I remember seeing to a certain point Eight Legged Freaks growing up and I kind of meshed the two together. I can definitely confirm that, yeah, I had definitely seen parts of Eight Legged Freaks growing up. I had definitely full through seen arachnophobia because mm-hmm. every, almost every scene, like big like spider attack scene or like moment where like someone's going to get it in arachnophobia, I remember crystal fucking clear and not only do I remember crystal fucking clear it has haunted me to this day like I cannot turn on a lampshade without thinking there's going to be a spider underneath I do not put on slippers without thinking there's going to be a spider in them when I'm in the shower I one will never close my eyes and I'm not even making a shit up I will never close my eyes and I will very rarely if ever turn my back to like the shower head like I'll do it obviously if I when I have to to, like get the back of my body but I'll like do it as quick as possible like I just feel like exposed because obviously in the movie when she has her back to the shower head is when the spider like she touches the web behind the fucking shower head I didn't realize how deep this went oh yeah every time I sit on the toilet because also in the same scene when her dad Mm -hmm. is on the toilet and the spider's like oh my god I'm like looking down there I'm like who the fuck's down there oh I think about this shit all the fucking time all the time yet explain to me why i watch this movie so much maybe it's because subconsciously i'm trying to desensitize myself to it which i have to a certain degree because i can watch it for the most part now and not like look away from the screen in a way that i will probably never be able to with the creep show like cockroach segment Mm -hmm. never on never i'm never gonna be able to do it um but yeah, I just think, as you were saying, like, with the story of this movie, I think that's something that really catapults this. I mean, not even comparing it to Eight-Legged Freaks, because as we said, they're two different entities, which is as a movie as a whole, really, like, boosts this in my eyes. Because, like, sure, it's not the most profound story. It's not, you know, fucking Shawshank Redemption. But it's solid through and through. I think the writing is good. Like, if you look at it, like, to me, really, like, there's no part of the story that, like, doesn't make sense. Like, even when you get to the part where it's like, okay, the doctor's in the town, he suspects maybe it's spiders, and, you know, he has arachnophobia, leave. Or like, oh, the old doctor doesn't want to retire, so he's not going to have patience, leave. And it's like, well, he can't leave. They literally just bought this big-ass amount of property and invested money in it, which is the same thing you get in any ghost movie when everyone's like, move out of that house. And it's like... We would all love to believe, yeah, I would move out. Girl, when you put... You would know, bitch. You just fucking bought a house. Like, uh, that's money. That's investment. Like, you can't just be like, okay, never mind. I'll go get yeah, a new because, house. Yeah, if I, I just bought a house, I move in in like a week and a half. And if I were to just suddenly be like, mm, I have to leave this house now, 
I've lost like tens of thousands of dollars that I can't get back that I don't have. So yeah, it, you know, you can't just like up and move again. It's like this is not how it works. No. So I just think that like every part of it works and the fact of like him being the town doctor, it like works but not in a way that's like overtly like in your face where it's like it's not like he's the town scientist. Mm-hmm. Who also happens to somehow, for some reason, be afraid of spiders. Like, at first it seems like there's no real correlation. Like, okay, he happens to be a town doctor and he's also afraid of spiders. Sure, those two things can exist. But then, of course, by having him be this town doctor that's, like, not really welcome because the old one won't retire. Everyone's kind of, like, already, like, not sure of him. Okay, and then conveniently you know his his one and only patient dies first then after he inspects the football players and like the high school football team one of them dies like oh and then the fucking old doctor that he's essentially rivaling with now he dies it just like looks very suspicious against him like so all of that works into the story but something i was watching i was watching this featurette uh, about the making of it afterward and they were talking about this like Alfred Hitchcock quote because this movie to a certain degree they were saying like took Hitchcockian inspiration which is for somebody else to dive into not me um but he was saying Alfred Hitchcock that like what some movies get wrong is like suspense which this movie does well which is like for his example he gave is like if you have a scene and there's two characters and they're having a conversation and then out of fucking nowhere like five minutes in a bomb goes off like obviously the reaction is gonna be like oh my god like obviously immediate shock but then afterwards it's just gonna be like okay what like kind of just trying to figure out what the fuck's going on whereas if you at the beginning of that same scene two people having a conversation show the audience this huge bomb strapped into the table so we know and the people having the conversation don't, then the whole time you're having that conversation, you're building that suspense. Mm -hmm. Because the whole time they're like casually like, do-do-do-do, how's the weather? We're like, shut the fuck up, there's a fucking bomb under your table. Oh my God, they're not going to get out of there. Which, not obviously, reactophobia is not the one and only movie to do this. Plenty of movies do this. But it's just an example of how it works really well because obviously from the jump, I mean, we get the opening in South America, discovering the spiders, killing somebody, bringing it back to this little small town. But, like, we follow that big general spider from the beginning. Like, getting dropped on the family's property, going into the barn, breeding with a fucking house spider, which is a whole other fucking thing that I think is fucking hilarious. Like... That, here's the thing, pause. That fucking general spider, size of a goddamn fucking dinner plate. Yeah, it was a big guy. The house spider, I also want to make note, pause again. The house spider, I say this a lot in movies, and I get it to a certain degree. When motherfuckers find a spider in their house, they're like, oh, it's not that big. The size of these spiders these bitches find in their house, like, I'm like, what the fuck do you mean it's not that big? If I found a spider in my house bigger than a quarter, yeah. no. I would kill myself well i also don't i don't understand the mentality of like okay listen i'm just gonna go on record as as somebody who does not put spiders outside i kill the spiders i be mad at me if Mm -hmm. you want i don't care it shouldn't be in my house i'm gonna kill you greg however is more of the i will try to save the spider and bring it outside which i'm like i love you you're just gonna drop the spider and then it's gonna get away but right that's whatever if you're the kind of person that wants to save the spider and bring it outside, fine. Why would you then put it in your barn? Why wouldn't you put it outside? I don't understand why you would just move it from one part of your home that you're living in to another part of your home that you're going to be going into. I don't understand that. Put it outside. Why would you put it inside your home? Well, I think, I mean, honestly, at this point, the barn is like fucking in shambles a little bit like it's beautiful it's a beautiful old barn i mean we as far as i'm remembering they made no statement about like oh we're gonna turn the barn into the blah 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 so like in theory in the story it's just like i think it adds to like the oh look at how kind we are like put it away from the elements like somewhere it likes to be like dark secluded instead of like out in the grass i guess in theory where like another animal can eat it which obviously i wouldn't give a fuck about go ahead and eat spider but I think that's insane. That's my one issue with this movie is I think that was a stupid decision. I don't think it makes any logical sense. I don't think any human being would do that. I think it was very specific so that the spider could then mate. But like, if I were Jeff Daniels in that moment and I'm like, I have a fear of the spider, I would be like, don't 
put it in a place I might have to go and see it again. Put it on a tree. Put it, like, literally anywhere. We have a huge, like, many, many, many acre house. Put the spider anywhere. Don't put it in my my, ba- my barn. I don't get it. I'm going to die I mean, you're not it. wrong in the sense of, like, it obviously is a plot device in the sense of, like, we have to get the house spider in the barn with the general because that is thus going to spark the rest of the entire movie. Um, and also it sparks a scene of, like, the wife going back in there and seeing the web. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so, like, to a certain degree, like, it's not an immaculate, perfect five out of five stars, I would say, film. It's close in my book. But, for sure. But, yeah, anytime I find this in movies, when they find a spider in the house, they always act like it's so fucking small, which, like, yeah, I'm sure in comparison to a goddamn tarantula, it's not that big. But I'm like, where the fuck are y'all living? Australia? Where you find a spider that size, and you're like, this is nothing. Bitch, if I found a spider that big in my house, I would call the exterminator, even if it was one spider. Like, I would not be able to sleep for months. So, already that. I don't even remember what the fucking first tangent I was going to go on was because I got fucking so distracted. Oh, I remember it was. The fucking, these two breeding. That shit kills me because once again, as I said, big fucking general spider, size of a dinner plate. How the fuck is the general getting it on, I guess presumably with this female house spider? It can't be enjoyable for her. It can't. It well, don't spiders, also, isn't that a thing where spiders, maybe it's just a specific species, but like, don't they usually kill their mate after having sex? Don't they eat them? It's usually, I thought it was, like, black widows, and I feel Maybe. like it's usually the females that do it. I know, like, well, praying mantises, eat, don't they know, do it? I know female spiders eat their male partners afterwards, but I don't know if that's all spiders. It could be a very specific kind of spider. I do not have a lot of knowledge of spiders, but I always thought that was, like, the one thing I liked about spiders. I was like, good for you, bitch. No, I was to say. I was to say, you know, for all the shit I talk on spiders, lady spiders? They're feminists. I don't like you, but I respect you. Um, but yeah, and then, I don't even remember the fuck we got on this topic for. But yeah, to say, like, that for me is the one thing about this movie where I'm like, I get, once again, like, I'm not going to question it to the point where I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense, because I love this movie and it needs to happen to get everything else that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think it's genius in the way that they're like, they build shit, and we were like, oh my god, this is the worst it's going to get. And they're like, no, it's not. Where they're like, oh my god, all these spiders are loose, they bred. But then they're like, oh, this was just like the first batch of soldiers. They can't even reproduce, and they're going to die quick. The second batch, though, that's cooking down in your fucking basement, oh, they're coming, and they can reproduce. And if they get out, the whole world is fucked. And it's like, okay. Going back to what you were saying about building suspense and having like that other plot line with the doctor rivalries and them not knowing like you know how these people are dying and thinking maybe it's the new doctor like throwing suspicion on him that's how you do this kind of movie correctly as opposed to eight-legged freaks where you have some convoluted plot line about the mines in the mall and an old lover returning to town that like literally doesn't make any sense and it's just a waste of time whereas this it gives it an extra layer of like you're stressed about the spiders because you know about it but there's also all this like small town drama going on that kind of at times is like more prevalent than the actual spiders so it it meshes very well for me as like a well-rounded film and I think it comes together well Um, I mean obviously it's very convenient that he has a massive fear of spiders and he will be the person kind of smack dab in the middle of it all we love we love a good coincidence and what you just brought up is a perfect correlation to Jaws. I mean, in Jaws, yeah. you have the new fucking sheriff of a beach town who is afraid of the water. Mm-hmm. So what must we do? We must put him in the water and make him face debatably, I guess, as far as we are aware currently, one of the scariest things in the ocean, mm-hmm. a shark. You know, in your opinion, a shark is the scariest thing in the water. You're right. You know, you're right. I, in my opinion alone. But yeah, and obviously then similarly... In arachnophobia, you have a doctor, which I guess debatably it worked in the same, like, setting type way of, like, okay, you go out to the country, you know, compared to the city where, like, you're not going to get bugs, or if you get bugs, it might be a roach Mm -hmm. or something. Like, out in the country, you're going to get a lot of spiders. Like, you just are. Like, that's where a lot of them live. So, like, now you're a doctor with arachnophobia in country, small town, of course, we're going to put you in a situation where it's like, oh, no, it's overrun with spiders. And they're, of course, like, that's one of the great moments of this movie. Oh, my God, it's so good. I, I, 
not that I forgot it, but just the way it plays near the end of the movie when they're, like, putting it all together and they've all split up into teams. At this point, the fucking, like, doctor has, like, the scientist doctor has, like, died due to his own curiosity mm-hmm. in the barn. Um, and they're, like, have a map of the town. They're, like, okay, where did so-and-so die? This is their house. Circling it, circling it, circling it, circling it. And there's one thing in the center of all of it. And the one guy's, like, okay, so this must be, like, the mortuary or wherever the fuck it is. Essentially where they sent back the body of the photographer that lived in the town that died first. And Jeff Daniels was, like, no. It's a house. And he's like, whose fucking house is it? And he's like, mine. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so good because we already know. But it's knowing that, like, he's putting it together. Already just banger. But then on top of that, it's like, we know he's putting it together. And we know that he literally is paralyzed with fear when he sees a spider. And the fucking nest is in this motherfucker's house. Oh, my God. It's just perfect. It's just fucking brilliant. It's so good. I love it so much. So much. And Abby, obviously one of my roommates, um, was watching. She missed the first three minutes, and then she watched the rest with me. And I was telling her in the last 20 minutes, I was like, you have to fucking watch this. Like, this is when this shit goes off. Literal fucking nightmare fuel when Jeff Daniels gets back to the house. And, like, his family's watching TV, and he, like, walks in, and all of a sudden, out of every fucking imaginable crevice in this fucking house, spiders come out. As I already said, every fucking scene in this movie I think about, this is one where it's, like, I don't think about it on a daily basis as, like, this could happen right now, but I think about it more as, like, what would be, other than cockroaches, I guess, my worst-case scenario situation in my life? And I was, like, if that just happened out of nowhere... Because the thing is, like, you say, like, oh, run from the house. But then they literally show you in the movie, like, he can't run from the house. They're all over the front door. They're fucking descending from the ceilings. The scene that's truly the worst is when they get in the bathroom. They start coming in under the bathroom door. They come out of the fucking sink, bro. Oh, my God. And then, of course, his whole family gets out the window. And then as he's trying to get out, they, like, trapeze down on their webs in front of him. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the scene that, like, really makes me want to die because when I watch like Eight-Legged Freaks I remember thinking to myself like I feel like if given the opportunity if I had to fight like if I had to like exist within either of these films I feel like Eight-Legged Freaks is the better film to be in because no I feel like it's the opposite I feel like oh I'd rather have the small spiders because then I can just you know walk away from them whereas like these big spiders can like you know jump on top of me and like are stronger and bigger than me but when you're stuck in an enclosed space like that house where there are spiders everywhere and they're so small and they could just jump on you I don't know I think that might be worse in the end I think I might rather fucking fight a spider the size of a car than fight like 400 spiders the size of a tarantula all around me because like it's like how am I supposed to run away from all of them they're gonna crawl all over my body oh my god they're gonna no, that's the thing, eyes. and I think that's why. Ugh. I definitely think that's why arachnophobia, now still, but even from a younger age, had much more of an effect on me mm-hmm. than something like Alien Freaks. I mean, both of them scared me. I was like fox spiders, but I think in a similar way, it's like, yeah, I don't want any of it. I don't want to ever have to fucking no. face any of that shit. But it's like, yeah, if there's a big ass spider, I feel like it's debatably almost easier to fight because of the fact that it's like. Bigger spider, debatably bigger target, yeah. right? I could hit that shit with a fucking SUV. Mm-hmm. I could shotgun that motherfucker. Like, you can try to shotgun a small spider. I feel like it's going to be harder to hit. And also, if there's... That's the thing. It's like a, like a handful of giant spiders versus an infestation of normal size or average-sized spiders, but like an infestation level? Yeah, that's so much worse. because. And I think psychologically it's worse for me because... Once again, with Eight-Legged Freaks and, you know, putting the graphics of the movie aside. Like, let's say those fucking spiders looked literally like the realest fucking spiders you've ever seen in your whole fucking life. Like, the probability of, on one hand, getting mutantly large spiders (laughs) is far less realistic to me. Whatever the fuck you say, bitch. (laughs) um, Than getting, like, some crossbred mm-hmm. normal size spider infestation because somebody by accident or on purpose I don't fucking know brought a spider over to this country that was like lethal mm-hmm. like that's so much more real it's so much more terrifying I remember I had a fucking arachnophobia moment once very minor but it traumatized me I was telling this to Abby the other day where I had our upstairs bathroom in my family home there's a spider in the bathroom in the cabinet 
And as you know, I don't fucking like spiders. I kill them or I get my dad to kill them. And I remember this time I was like, I was having like a fucking Charlotte's Web moment or James and the Giant Peach moment. And I was like, you know what? This spider isn't touching any of my shit. It's not coming at me. It's not doing anything. It literally just sits in the same spot every day. I'm not going to do anything. It was like a normal sized house spider, like nothing fucking crazy. And I was like, you know what? We're going to live in harmony. It will die off soon enough and I'll have it on my conscience that I didn't kill this motherfucker. A few weeks go by. All of a sudden, this bitch has a fucking egg sac. Oh, my God. And I said, girl, the way that I motherfucking trusted you, and you did this to me. So then I was like, I can't. I can't wait. I have to get my dad. So I was like, dad, I need you to come fucking kill a spider. Like, take care of it. So, of course, in classic dad fashion, like, truly just, like, wires are not connected up there. He will do some caveman shit. Like, bare hand, mind you, full right-sized spider, egg sac slaps it against the wall in one blow kills the adult spider busts open the fucking egg sac of the babies girl they were resilient when I tell you these motherfuckers went that is horrible over the walls oh and then so he's in there in the corner just like slap 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 trying to slap them I'm standing there frozen horrified because I'm like I don't know what to do I can't move what the fuck like I'm just like watching him I have to like make sure that I see him kill every single last one but I was like why would you do that why would you do that why would you I, I, I don't even, I don't know what the solution was going to be, but it wasn't that. It wasn't busting the egg sack open. I, I, what the fuck? I wish you could, people could see my face in this moment because that's my. Yeah, she's traumatized by this. That's my biggest fucking fear is killing an egg, uh, a spider and having, not like realizing there's an egg sack and then all the spiders like fucking emerging from within the spider. Oh lord. I hate that so desperately. That's why you don't fucking leave the spider. That is the number one reason. Um. I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. But it's like you were saying. I think another element that makes, in addition to, like, it just being more realistic than having fucking huge car-sized spiders, is I think, for me, it's the same way with, like, in, like, a slasher film as it is with spiders. I think, like, at least half of the fright of it is when you don't know where it is. When you don't know where that spider went, when you lost it. Yes. And you can't do that if the spider is the size of your fucking house. But if the spider is small and you take your eye off of it and you lose it and you don't know where it is, the panic that I would feel. I would much rather be able to physically see that there's a spider on my wall than be like, oh, I don't know where it went. Because then it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's on me. It's everywhere at once. No. No. No, I completely agree. It's... It's, I mean, once again, that's what works about so many of these scares is like, oh, it crawled up under the lampshade. She's, she doesn't mm-hmm. see it. She doesn't see it. Oh, it's in the slipper. He doesn't see it. Like, even in the, scene, in the almost scenes where it almost gets people, like when the two girls are at the sleepover and it's like descending mm-hmm. itsy bitsy spider style from the ceiling. There's so many shots, too, where the spiders get so close to people and I'm like, how did you film that? Like, if I was an actor and they were like, okay, we're going to let the spider get this close to your foot. No. I'm sorry. I cannot do it. Which brings me back to something that I, I we absolutely have to touch upon, which they, I already knew this already, but they touched upon it in the featurette I was watching, and it just has to be brought up, that many people probably already know this, but if you don't, get ready to be blown the fuck away. They used real fucking spiders for this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not talking like, oh, a few close-up shots of no. The shots in the house with the spiders, like, <laughs> through every crevice. Real spiders. All of it. Real spiders. The only times they didn't use real spiders was when they there was no spiders harmed in the making, which I figured. Like, when they killed them, like, like for example, one scene where uh, John Goodman, the exterminator, he, like, finally sees one, and he tries to, like, spray it, and it doesn't work, so he squishes it with his boo. When they did that, real spider, but hollow boo. Mm-hmm. Which is terrifying because whoever's foot was in that boot then had to touch the spider with their foot, which I don't want to think about. I don't think they had to touch the spider with their foot. Bro, someone's leg was in the boot. What are you talking about? Yeah, but they could. I feel like it probably had like, you know, the heel and the the foot part, the toe part, and then the inside was like upward so that their foot was in it. But like, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I don't think it's like a bare foot in there. I think its foot's like hanging out. The spider's like, tickle, tickle, yeah, tickle. I don't think so. But, um, so yeah, I, I, um, I listened to the uh, Dead Meat podcast about this episode before we recorded just to see if there was, like, anything that they talked about that I would spark my brain. And they talked about how in that scene and in the scene um, with – there was another scene where they crush a spider. I can't remember now. 
Um, but like in both instances, it's like a hollow item that they use so that the spider's just like chilling underneath there yeah. waiting for like the scene to end, which I think is so nice because like easily they could have just used some kind of like practical effect to like squash a spider. But instead they were like, no, we're just going to yeah. use the real guy and just be careful. I mean, I re- I mean, for as much as I don't like spiders, I really respect that. And that mm-hmm. also definitely comes with definitely probably having spider like specialists and wranglers mm-hmm. on the set who like work with these animals all the time. Not necessarily train them, which I want to get to, which is really interesting. Um, But yeah, and they're probably like, don't fucking kill my spiders. I mean, the one thing that you don't want to hear is that they brought these spiders, oh fuck, from New Zealand, I think. Whatever, they essentially like did auditions for spiders for this movie, which is the fucking (laughs) nuts thing. Like they, I shit you not, they had like five different types of spiders and they like tried to see like, okay, like, can they crawl up glass? Can they crawl sideways? Can they do this? Can they do this? And whatever spider could essentially do all of them the best was the one they were going to pick, which ended up being, I can't remember the name of it, this spe- the spider you see in the movie pretty much, the most. Um, this special spider, or not special, this spider from New Zealand. It just sounds like a nightmare casting session, if you ask me. Uh, I have no interest in that. I don't want to cast any of them. I mean, yeah. Um, they didn't actually train these spiders, which is something that I always... I knew for a while that they used real spiders in this movie, and the thought was always like, how the fuck did they get them to do this shit? Like, they're not fucking doing flips and dips, but, like, you're like, you know, they're doing exactly what you want them to do on the screen. And one trick that they use, which I think is interesting, because spiders tend to, like, like colder places, um, mm-hmm. is if they wanted them to move in a certain direction, like, okay, we need them to crawl this way, like, they would dump them out or whatever... And they'd do their own thing. But they'd take, like, kind of this blow dryer type thing. And they'd blow hot air on them to mm-hmm. get them to move toward the way that they wanted to. Which I think is interesting because it's, like, it's not this crazy, fantastical, like, oh, they're these trained circus spiders. Um, but I remember the cast was also saying, like, when they were asked to be on the movie, they were asked, like, oh, are you okay working with spiders? And they were all just like, yeah, I think so. Girl, y'all, you are built different. The way that if I was on a movie and they were like, we're going to use real spiders. Like, if I was in a movie that was about spiders in general, my first question would be like, are we using real spiders? Are we pulling in arachnophobia? Because honestly, great on y'all for doing the work. I just can't be a part of this. So you're telling me. I can't be near it. Anya, you're telling Here me. Here we go. That Here we go. If you were to get your big break in a Steven oh, Spielberg produced film, just because okay. there's going to be real spiders with professionals who handle them, you're not going to do it? I don't believe you. I think you would do. I think you would just be miserable, but I think you would do it. Well, I think it's also dependent on where my career is at at this point. <laughs> like, am I just like, am I me today? And for some reason, out of the fucking blue, someone's like, you have a face for the screen, kid. You want to be in this fucking spider movie? I'd be like, you know what? I am tired of working. Fuck it. If I was maybe having a successful career other than that point, and it was like, you could do this really great Spielberg project or this other thing, I might be like, you know what, I'm going to pull a Jake Gyllenhaal and just do the weird indie thing. Like, I don't I don't need it. I don't need the Spielberg okay. spider thing. I don't need the trauma. Um, it's all dependent on my financial. Listen, I will sell out. I don't know if I've said it before, but I'll say it here now. I'm not above selling out. I will do it. I want money. I don't want to work anymore. Um, but um, I remember the thing I was going to say about the spiders. Oh, my God, I won't forget it. The spiders specifically brought from New Zealand because they transferred them from New Zealand something about like customs I don't fucking know whatever they couldn't bring them back so they had to essentially let them loose here so I mean they said like they whatever breed they were they were a harmless spider like they're not like a a spider that they're portrayed to be in the movie of like one bite and they'll fucking kill you but like that breed of spider now I don't know I'm assuming they're fine and they've lived on but at least in 1990 they were released in the U.S. that makes me nervous though because like with, like with any kind of animal, like they're in a specific habitat for a reason, and they're in New Zealand because that is the habitat that they can survive and thrive yeah. in. And so to take them and bring them to a completely different kind of space, I mean, not that like the U.S. is that wildly different from New Zealand, but like it is pretty different in terms of like the nature aspect of it. So, I mean, I would hope that maybe. I mean, I don't really care to be honest because I hate spiders but I would hope that they didn't all just right. like die out but I feel like that is truly the beginning of like an actual real life nightmare of like well we couldn't bring them back so we thought it would be completely fine but actually they mutated and they took over like that sounds so scary don't jinx us in five years we're gonna find out that actually it's just taken a really long time and they've They've built up this huge. They've season. they've just gone. They've been hiding and wait. They're really fucking intelligent now. But, oh my god! They've maybe they've gotten to eight-legged freak size. Honestly, maybe they're just like 
evolving and evolving and then they're gonna stop the global crisis and they're gonna take over oh my humanity. i'm gonna say this right now this is gonna be a controversial statement for me if what alex says is true spiders have been breeding mutating living in an underground or what the fuck society getting more intelligent they're like ape brains now or some shit and they emerge obviously we're all like what the fuck scared out of our fucking wits but they're intelligent right they can speak and they're like shut the fuck up fools we've solved the global you know climate crisis all of this and they save us from fucking the extinction that we've destined ourselves for um i'll take every fucking word back i will take it all back i will literally go to jail for the slander that i've said on spiders i i swear to you on my whole fucking life somebody can fucking copy this audio and use it against me i will do it if spiders come out of fucking nowhere and solve the climate crisis i take it all back i'll marry a spider fuck I'll be a spider's prison bitch. I don't give a fuck at this point. I don't want to die because the earth explodes and becomes too hot. I'm just going to say it. I know. Um, and if spiders can solve that, I'll take it all back. It's going to be Planet of the Spiders and we're just going to be in cages and they're going to be very intelligent. And you know what? Humanity might be better off for it in the end. Well, Planet of the Spiders is a movie, isn't it? I'm pretty is sure. But because there's a movie that came out before arachnophobia that is similar it's not eight legged freaks but it's more of like it was all like kind of tarantulas they used mm-hmm. but like a spider invasion type shit i think it's called Planet of the spiders and the guy that either wrote it directed it or whatever like accused people of arachnophobia of like stealing his idea but like in some fangoria article like interview he did at the time of arachnophobia's release he was like yeah i think they like stole from me but like i can't really sue because like who am i gonna fucking sue steven spielberg like i'm not gonna win that case when I Google it, the only thing I can find is a Doctor Who episode from 1974 called Planet of the Spiders. So, I don't know. There might It might be something else. Someone probably knows what the fuck I'm talking about, and they're like, bitch, it's not Planet of the Spiders. But if you know, you know, and you can fucking tell your friends. Um, <laughs> okay. But the last thing we have to talk about, obviously, is the big climactic ending of the movie, In the Basement. Which is, mm-hmm. obviously, I've been saying, I love this movie, I love this movie. This is the part of the movie that I love. That doesn't really traumatize me, surprisingly. Which is when it's essentially Jeff Daniels now in the fucking, like, incubator wine cellar for this fucking egg sack. With, mm-hmm. uh, at first seems like it's the general, but it's not. It's essentially, from what they describe, the queen spider that the general has created. Mm-hmm. Smaller than the general. And then after he defeats the queen, he thinks it's all done. Here comes Big Daddy General. He has to fight the general. I love this scene for one singular fucking reason because they give you at least two shots because here's the thing once again they used a real spider for most of this too Mm -hmm. they had this fucking huge tarantula that they used for this shit um when they had to do like very close-up shots or like get the spider to move in a specific way they had a robot spider like a puppet spider that they used but other than that Mm -hmm. real spiders um and the puppet spider, they do this amazing fucking shot where it's the whole screen, they go real close, and it's just the spider's, like, four fucking black shark eyes, and you see, like, the reflection of whatever the fuck the spider is seeing in them, and it's so, like, cute to me for some reason. It's just, like, these big-ass, like, black fucking beady eyes. I'll put a fucking picture of this shit on our Instagram. Like, and it's just, like, hey, Jeff Daniels. Like, just, like, fucking watching him. I live for that shot of the movie i love that shot of the movie alex's face says that she doesn't agree but i just don't like things that have more than two eyes i don't want i just i don't need it it's so gross again except with the exception of uh mr ball legs from um santa clarita diet he is the only spider type (laughs) multi-eyed creature that i will allow um i mean i guess in theory it's cute i I don't want to look at it personally. It, I mean, I think it's just so funny. It's so funny and stupid. I think it's so <laughs> cute. I'm just like, you big dumb fucking idiot spider. But then, yeah, obviously, I mean, that scene is also epic because it's just like, it's the battle similar to Jaws when the sheriff is the only one left hanging out on the fucking buoy or like the sinking boat or whatever the fuck it is at that point. Um, it's one on one 
monster versus man. He has to face his fears head on. He's alone. He's literally trapped in the basement. He can't fucking get out the cellar doors. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Um, and it still manages to lace in the subtle comedy. Like when he's fighting the general and he's trying to throw wine at it mm-hmm. to like, like get it. And of course he's like picking up all these wine bottles that he had for his lovely wine selling wine bill. And then like he picks up one and he's like, no. Not the chateau. Puts it aside. Picks up a different one. It just, it works so perfectly. And also you get these awesome effects of like, when he kills the queen spider, he like manages to like smash it into the fucking like electrical box. And it fries on impact. And like pussy shit comes out of it. And then he's fighting the general who he sets on fire. Mm -hmm. Epic. And then the general's like last like strike attempt against him he knocks the general into the egg sack setting the egg sack on fire just as it's fucking emerging with babies it's just it's an epic final battle it's the spider equivalent of smile you son of a bitch Uh, yeah my dad should have come with the fucking like utility lighter that you use to light the grill and just (laughs) fried him left a fucking burning hole in the wall but you know what we would have been fine i would have we would have lived you should have taken some notes me. from uh, from um, John Goodman's Delbert and just fucking use some. John Goodman is also just so fun in this. Like he's yeah, he's, he's just good. doing like the classic like dumb fucking just dumb guy, but like dumb guy that like means well and blah blah. Like it's just this movie is so good. So to wrap it up, because we're already we're going a little long here. Um, is there anything left that you want to say on arachnophobia, whether watching it, the movie as a whole, anything? Because oh, I, I remembered something I want to say before we leave. <laughs> um, where is it streaming so people can watch it? It's, okay, Google will tell you it's on fucking Prime, which is horseshit. You can rent it on Prime. It's that. on Peacock. I watched it somewhere else. I think maybe I watched it on HBO. I definitely... It might be on HBO, I did too. not watch it on Peacock, but I... I'm sorry, I cannot remember where I watched it. Oh, not Peacock. Jesus, it's Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, Paramount Plus. Maybe that's where I watched it. Um, but good to know. It's available there. You can also give it a Google. I'm sure it will pop up where it is playing. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's like, it's a, a solid, you know, 90s film about spiders in a small town. I don't think it's anything, like, spectacular. I don't think that there's really any moments that I'm like, obsessed with but there's also I think it's paced well I think it's written well I think it's spooky I think it has funny moments so it's a good time overall I mean I recommend it I think if you're going to do a double feature of this and eight-legged freaks you should start with arachnophobia and end on a a campy silly note um just you know a little tip for our listeners but I recommend it I think it's a good movie and if you're going to do a double feature of this and fear make sure whoever you're watching with lets you know that the dog's head is going to roll in through the fucking doggy door um Whatever. But one thing I have to touch upon, which we've touched upon, we touched upon it actually in Eight-Legged Freaks. We touched upon it also in the untouchable House of Wax episode, House of Wax 2005, which is that the movie comes to a close. As you're saying, yeah. Honestly, whether you like spiders or not, whether you think this movie is amazing or not, I really think you're going to have a hard time arguing that this is not like, on like principle, like a solid movie front to back you don't have to love it you don't have to ever watch it again but i think like structurally what it does solid it does the job um mm-hmm. i obviously love it but credits fucking roll girl and what starts playing <laughs> this song right and at first it's just this kind of like instrumental which is kind of like low-key i don't know like not to be bold but i was like this is like beautiful like i love this song like what is this fucking song <laughs> And, like, no, dead ass. I don't even give a fuck. I'm not even going to change. It's a good song. And then all of a sudden, like, it kind of kicks in. This guy starts singing. This whole song. And it's easy enough if you're not paying attention you turn it Obviously, if you turn it off, whatever. Or if you're, like, letting it play but you're doing something else, you wouldn't notice. But I'm sitting there on the couch and I'm, like, half listening and I'm, like, what is this saying? And then I'm, like, why does this sound like home? Like, why does this sound like home? Because one and only white dads of america icon jimmy motherfucking buffett has a fucking original goddamn song for the goddamn closing credits of arachnophobia called don't bug me and you know what y'all it's an absolute certified fucking 
banger and not a banger in like I'm gonna shake my ass at the club but a banger in like dad's out at the fucking grill on a fucking Saturday summer night and we're gonna have a fucking marshmallow roast like this shit goes off it's so good and I wish it was on Spotify it would go on every one of my fucking playlists like literally I I can't girl I was like oh what I like about it is because it's a whole movie about like these fucking scary ass spiders and then it ends with a song being like i'm a little spider don't hurt me i'm fine it's literally like a like a pro spider song it's like we're actually not that bad don't be scared it's okay it's so funny it's such a great uh contradiction to the, the film i just watched it's literally a song where it's literally like just like let me do my thing and you do your thing. Like I'm just trying to get along in the yeah. world. And it's like, Chief, you came to our town and tried to fucking murk us. But can I tell you the funniest thing? And I'm really not trying to make fun of anybody, but this shit was so fucking funny to me. I'm with peace and love. Like I just need to read this. The video is on YouTube. Like that's really the only place you can find the song. Mm-hmm. So of course I'm listening to it afterwards. I'm like, oh, I gotta hear this front to back. I gotta hear this again. The top fucking comment on the YouTube video. <laughs> Mind you, let me just read you some of the lyrics of the song quickly. It's, don't bug me, don't bug me. I'm better left alone. Let me twirl in my world, out into the wild unknown. Night crawling, free falling, just don't get in my way. Don't squish me or death wish me. That's all I have to say. Like, like lines then about spinning a web. Like, it's clearly a song about a fucking spider. Yeah. Like, I'm sure if you want to find deeper meaning in it, you can. This, I'm assuming a woman, based on the name, but who knows. Um comments in the video it says this song really cheered me up during a tough spiritual battle i'm wrestling with it inspired me to see the situation from a more creative artistic perspective thank you jimmy buffett you know what and i just think if you can get personal meaning and value out of a song that's very obviously about a spider trying to tell us not to kill it you know what good for you i fucking applaud you and that's the thing. It's just like, I'm not even really trying to make fun. It's just like one of those things where I was like, wow. Yeah. I'm just, I guess, glad that people in this world exist who will find such deep, apparently spiritual meaning in the arachnophobia credit song, Don't Bug Me, performed by Jimmy Buffett. And you know what that says? It's not even the power of arachnophobia at that point. It's the power of Jimmy Buffett. I think that's a really powerful message to end on. <laughs> You're so right. So on that note, y'all. <laughs> Um, as Alex said, if you would like to watch Arachnophobia for yourselves, um, to follow along with our mini-sode, it is streaming on uh, Paramount+, Plus, possibly other places. You can also rent it. I would recommend. Um, other than that, we'll be back so, so soon with our next full-length episode, which will be one you definitely do not want to miss. It will be so fucking fun. Um, and at the very least, go fucking stream some Jimmy Buffett. It's good for the soul. Um, as always, though, Keep it creepy. Bye. Bye.